insight, innovation, transformation. Welcome to the Change Healthcare Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to our podcast entitled Value-Based Care Innovation, Payers, Providers, and Tech Collaborating to Drive Outcomes. I'm joined today by two colleagues from Cognizant, Jennifer Mann and Kyle Craning. So welcome, Kyle and Jennifer, and thanks for joining us today. Uh, For our audience, Jennifer is a senior product manager at Cognizant, working specifically with the Networks product, which helps support value-based care models and payment programs on behalf of payers and other stakeholders. Jennifer has deep experience in the industry. I think it's fair to say has been in literally hundreds of conversations over the years as a thought leader and trusted advisor to work with health plans, providers, and others to make sure they can craft and execute really strong value-based payment programs. And of course, she works with Kyle as well. Kyle is also a product manager with Networks and has a lot of broad experience working with health plans, life insurance companies, pharmacies, really bringing to bear a lot of expertise from across the healthcare environment. So welcome both of you today and look forward to sharing the insights here with the group around value-based care innovation. So as we jump right into our conversation, when we think about value-based care, it's really not a new thing. Value-based care has been around for a long time. What's really new is the innovation that's being driven through new payment models, as well as some of the learnings from early efforts that are informing newer efforts, newer opportunities for innovation and areas to really overcome some of the early challenges that were identified in delivering value-based care. One of the key areas that we've really seen is around the idea of payment models that are driven by analytics. And in particular, those analytics could be custom, they could be black box. There's always a question really about the validity of the data, the validity of the output, and ultimately how that ties into running a successful operation, delivering care and and working with members, patients, and others to make sure they're getting the outcomes they need. So one of the areas we've really found to be successful is working on standardized definitions, standardized content, Uh, particularly in the form of Prometheus with episodes of care to really help us identify opportunities to create a a transparent approach to analytics for total cost of care programs as well as bundle payment programs. And increasingly going forward, as we see a shift from retrospective prospective payment models, the ability again to kind of plan ahead. And then once you get into a contract, operate successfully and be able to generate good payments based on the outcomes that were created. So, you know, Jennifer and Kyle, as we think about really the opportunities for innovation, it's important to kind of know where we've been to some degree, what's worked, what hasn't worked over the years. And as you look at kind of your own experience and the the things that you've seen really be successful over the years that are driving your thinking towards new capabilities, would really love to hear your perspective on, on sort of past and present, how that drives into the future. So, Jennifer, maybe we'll start with you. I know you've got a lot of experience here if you want to share some of your background and some of the work that you've seen evolve over the years. Thank you, Summer. Absolutely. Um, Our product that is available through the Trizetto product suite um, really automates the solutions for value-based reimbursement and administration of value-based contracts for episodes of care. And 
even though it's been in the market for eight years, I can say that some of our clients and, and other payers in the industry are reaching a level of maturity, although that group is very small. Others are, are almost right back at square one, where it's where to begin, how do I start a value-based program? I think that's the most common question that I hear, is how do we get started? Um, it has always been a crawl, walk, run uh, implementation and launch of a value-based care program. This is a complete mindset shift in looking at a, a antiquated fee-for-service transactional way that we pay claims to a more innovative and holistic approach as to how do we change the entire delivery care model to be more effective and more efficient and have better outcomes. Um, so it, it is a, a daunting task for any payer that's wanting to, to step into this space and, and launch a program. And I think by far that's the, the most common um, question that we have is just how do we get started? Where do we begin? And where Prometheus has, has helped us so um, effectively in that is because the next question is, what episode definition would we use? You know, what type of, of episode um, would a payer want to launch? And then how in the world do they figure out what services are included in that episode? And so um, we have been certified on the Prometheus episodes of care since 2016. Um, and that has been, I think, the, the largest contributor to payers is to understanding all the services and the complexity that goes into an episode of care and how it's defined. Um, once that is known and once that's agreed upon, scaling a program and expanding a value-based program becomes somewhat turnkey for uh, payers that have a maturity in this space. So once they have... Um, identified the program, identified the services, are comfortable in this risk transference and contracting, then they're just, it's replicating that same process over and over again to new providers and new regions and new areas. So just helping a client or a payer start a program is, is what we've really focused on um, because it is such a large task. And then there's other nuances of their program of, of should they go to market with a retrospective type arrangement versus prospective. And we'll talk about that a little bit further on in this podcast. But um, I think that's the main challenge. If I could say one challenge in the market is going to be how to launch. The second one is how to operationalize it. Um, I come from a health care background and payer operations and always contracts come in that have been signed that can't be automated through their current systems and their current claims adjudication systems. This type of contract's no different. Uh, having an episode of care contract that, that comes in that needs to be automated through a claim system that doesn't handle an event of care, of a patient's care, it looks at that transactional service code claim. Um, it's very difficult to try to operationalize these contracts if you haven't put in uh, resources and and the uh, software to automate this. Um, that's where we come in. That's that's the space we reside in. So we help automate these these contracts because we can identify multiple claims as being part of a, an episode of care. Um, that's the second challenge. You have um, a lot of fee for service expertise at a health plan. You have a lot of configuration teams that are used to looking at very specific codes to identify a service. 
Um, when you're talking about episodes of care, that just is a different mindset. It's a different way of looking at the care of the patient and the outcome of the patient rather than a specific code that is generating a claim that's generating a payment to a provider. So we try to help our clients with that. We certainly have a software solution to automate it, but these are, are huge endeavors. And um, I can say that our Prometheus certification has helped some of our clients to overcome those challenges that that would normally uh, come with trying to launch a program and define themselves what's in an episode of care. Thanks, Jennifer. And that's a, a really great insight you shared there. And, you know, as you mentioned, there's, there's a lot that goes into creating these programs and operating them successfully. And, and Kyle, I know you've been working across the industry for a long time to, to really help make sure that not only is the, the data crunched properly, you know, but also the idea that when, when a contract is sort of planned out, you know, using you know, Prometheus and episode definitions, using certified analytics, but then also kind of taking it to the next step to operationalize you know, it'd be great to hear from you, you know, some of the things you've been seeing out there as far as how is, how are health plans, how is the industry taking the insights that you're generating at Cognizant and then putting them to good use, generating really strong programs? Thanks, Summer. Yeah, totally. And just to echo back to what Jennifer had said, you know, when it comes down to uh, understanding how to truly begin one of these programs, it's absolutely key in having that mindset switch from fee from service to, to fee for value, if you will. That's, I mean, that's a really a, a big part of it. And again, as you said, operationalizing this and making it, it clear uh, upfront with our, with our clients of what's required. Because it truly, you know, from the payer all the way to the provider and to therapy and so on and so forth down the line for an episode of care, uh, it, it truly, it takes a team uh, to do this. And that's the great part of, about it, which some folks can find daunting when they first, you know, realize that that's what has to be done to truly have an effective program. But once it is, uh, you know, a lot of our clients uh, that have matured in their programs have truly seen uh, a great uh, result of that, all that hard work of focusing on on the clients or on the members and patients' outcomes and putting their needs first, as well as, you know, having the benefits that go along with having such a program and reducing costs on the payer side. That's really what we continue to see. Uh, it, it's really focusing on and making sure they have the right resources in place and how we can help them with that, how our solutions have been able to assist with that. And when it comes to our analytics piece that, you know, paired with Prometheus, it's extremely powerful in being able to identify and discover the different types of, of care, episodes of care uh, trends within your, you know, within your actual claims history with your certain providers or healthcare organizations. And then once you're able to identify those based on that uh, Prometheus uh, content, that's extremely robust. Um, you're able to really be able to, to key in and into, spe into specifics as well as to once you then transition, uh, once you get that program running and you have everything in place and it's been a year, two years, you're able to monitor 
your program and seeing how various uh, types of care are playing out with this new payment methodology uh, with uh, that's using uh, Prometheus as its as its backbone and it's part of its brain really um, I mean it's it's truly uh, tremendous in that aspect to see how successful and how powerful these clients are being able to visualize this information. All right. Kyle, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I just wanted to add one one more thought on to what Kyle had said. Um, one of the byproducts and the benefits we had with our certification with Prometheus was that we added some functionality to our product to do what is commonly known in the industry as an opportunity analysis. Um, it was functionality that was needed to um, operationalize the Prometheus algorithms and logic, but um, what we use it for is to, the ability to take our analytics with our new clients and, and run their historical claims through the 97 Prometheus episodes to see where they may have opportunities, whether in volume or uh, cost overall, medical spend, or even complication. You know, what, what episodes have a very high complication rate or readmission rate? So we've actually... Um, as a byproduct of our certification with Prometheus added that functionality and the opportunity analysis I think is also key because having the the starting point, the the benchmark of the data and the claims history is is so powerful to be able to then go forth and contract in this manner and have this type of risk transference with the providers. And they have the the knowledge that you're looking back at historical claims and when you agree upon a, a price moving forward, a target price for an episode, you know it's based on that historical claims and what's been happening with those same patient demographics. So that's been, that's been very powerful as well. You're listening to the Change Healthcare Podcast. Insight, innovation, transformation. Learn more at changehealthcare.com. Yep, Jen, I think you're absolutely right. And as you mentioned, you know, it's it's critical for the success of these programs to really do the upfront analysis and upfront planning to give yourself an opportunity to be successful. And I, I always use the cliche myself, you know, start with the end in mind. And like you say, you know, when you when you do the analysis up front and you really look at the opportunity sometimes that opportunity jumps out at you, sometimes it doesn't, but that, that informed starting point, the contracting that goes from there and the operational plan that falls in behind, you know, you're, I think you're totally right. That upfront work really sets the stage for success down the line. And, you know, like you mentioned with Prometheus, I think that's one of the key pieces, you know, particularly for me as a provider, as well as a technologist, you know, one of the key issues in terms of getting into a value-based care contract and then ultimately being successful in a value-based care arrangement is really that understanding of, you know, what is the analysis? Where does the data come from? How does it, how does it work and how am I being measured against that properly in a way that I, I can adjust my performance, adjust my plan to be successful? And I, I will say, for me, that's one of the big draws of the Prometheus model is the transparency behind it. You know, the idea that it's it's not this black box with a bunch of criteria that are hidden away, but rather it's it's wide open, you know, where the technology vendors, the payers, the providers, everybody has access to see the definitions, the codes, the methodology. That transparency and openness, I think, really makes it easier for 
all parties to get together, you know, the, the technology vendor doing the analysis, the health plan trying to understand the opportunity, and the provider looking to contract with a health plan gets everybody on the same page in terms of understanding what are we measuring, how are we measuring it, how can we be successful based on the insights that are generated off of it. And I think in that sense, you know, I've always seen Prometheus very much as an infrastructure, you know, a, a sort of core standard, core set of content that allows everybody to be on the same page to, to start from a good place as far as, again, that openness, that collaboration, that willingness to sort of sit down and plan together, contract together, succeed together, you know, in a way that, that gives all parties, including the members and patients that we're all aiming to serve at the end of the day, the opportunity to recognize value, to, to measure it and to realize it. And so, you know, along those lines, um, I'm interested in the experience both of y'all have had in terms of utilizing Prometheus and, and taking advantage, advantage of that transparency and that openness in the way you, you run your analyses and create your programs, whether they be, you know, retrospective or prospective programs, whether they be bundles or total cost of care programs. You know, would, would love to hear, and maybe, Jen, we'll start with you if you want to share a little bit about where that transparency has benefited you and your customers? Sure, absolutely. I had a, a payer tell me that they did not have a desire to develop their own episodes of care because they were not um, standardized and recognized in the industry as as a common definition of an episode. And, and I think that's where um, the main rubber hits the road, right? Because you can have all these episode definitions, and, and as you come to a negotiation table, the provider could say, take out this service, add this service. It could just get difficult to compare results across your program if every episode definition is different or slightly different. Um, having that commonality, that agreed-upon standard that this is what is included in an episode of care is, is extremely valuable to the payers. Um, and the visibility into what services are included, what are excluded, um, is also valuable. I always ask our clients, you know, what are your providers doing differently? Because I feel providers should be able to not only agree to this type of program, but articulate their strategy for what they're going to do differently. Without having that comparison among their patients and their historical claims, without having comparison against their peers and the network that are also entering in these type of contracts, you lose some of that ability to discern what levers you can move to, to impact and change, to move that needle, to have lower cost and, and less readmissions, less complications. And that's truly what it's about. It's not just the cost. You're trying to really, you know, redirect the, the delivery of care and, and make it where the services are common when they can be. Obviously, patients and their comorbidities will dictate other services, but you don't want to have a high variability of unnecessary services and, and of the, the services that are rendered. So I think that all starts with the foundation of having a common episode of care that everyone is, is aware of and, and knowledgeable of and, and then can start to look at what type of services within that episode are being delivered? 
Thanks, Jennifer. You made some really good points there. And, you know, I think a lot of what you're saying really resonates for me, you know, again, as a, a provider as well, that standardization and that understanding that, you know, I'm, I'm going to be measured in a way that I can understand that's been, been vetted and validated as known across the industry. That does make a difference for me as a provider as well in terms of the comfort level and wanting to engage with health plans and wanting to better understand how I can be successful in these programs. And, you know, Kyle, along those lines, again, kind of thinking about the operational model, you know, would love to hear some of your experience about how, you know, transparency enables a really strong operation, you know, once you get past the planning stage and make sure everybody can be successful. Yeah. I mean, this is really going to continue to echo, uh, you know, what Jen so, uh, lovingly and beautifully put <laughs> just a few moments ago, wherein that, you know, uh, having that transparency, and as you said, that standardization is is absolutely key. And something that is always, uh, you know, top of mind uh, when I think about this is like an analogy to any given sport, you know, or, or football. And, you know, you have this, you know, new playbook, right? And everyone on the team is a little unfamiliar and maybe not so comfortable with it. But you know it's a really great playbook, and implementing that uh, those plays are uh, are huge. And once um, once everyone gets to a certain comfort level and absolute transparency, you're able to identify the strengths and the weaknesses on the operational uh, side of things. Once things are uh, in motion and being executed, and having those discussions with certain individuals, certain uh, providers. Uh, about certain types of episodes of care and comparing and contrasting how they're performing against their peers is absolutely crit critical to ensuring uh, the continued success or building upon uh, your program to ensure its success uh, in the near and um, the short term and, the, and in the long term as well. And it's all about having, in the end, that quick deployment up front, which is afforded by uh, Prometheus's standardization and then executing it down the road for um, the long term to have that success and growth and being able to alter or make changes where necessary is just absolutely tremendous. As we see, you know, in the sports world, that's how, <laughs> that's how teams stay relevant, right? They have to make adjustments and, and the same goes here in these sort of programs. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's it's always important to kind of keep track of where you are and always be thinking about where you're going. And along those lines, I want to thank you both for taking the time to kind of share some of your experience and really kind of give everybody in the audience here a, a snapshot of where we are today. As we wrap up part one, I'm actually really looking forward to part two of our conversation here where we start to look more towards the future and how do we continue to innovate based on what we're doing today and what we've learned in the past to continue to, to really get better at what we do and continue to drive value and innovation across the industry. So thank you both for joining me today. And you know, for the audience here, really hope you can join us for part two. I think it'll be an exciting discussion. So we'll talk with you all soon. Take care. You've been listening to the Change Healthcare Podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes for more information on today's topic. Insight, innovation, transformation. Learn more at changehealthcare.com.